3: You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos.
1: Welcome in, everybody. This is Building the Broncos. I'm Scott Kennedy, your host. Again, I said this morning I don't know who is going to be on with Carl Dummler. Turns out it was me. Yeah, So I uh, I got drafted in last minute, and I'm happy to be here. And Carl, thanks for having me here on Building the Broncos on a Tuesday night.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you have uh, you and I have done a show, just the two of us. I don't think we have. I don't, I don't think, we think have, we have. so. Th- this will be fun. You know, I get to see all your fun faces and hand signals in the background. <laughs> but, uh, but now to actually have you live on the show, it's going to be fun to talk this. And, you know, I kind of figured this is your week anyway. You know, th- th- having Matt Ryan playing for the Colts. I figure if there's anybody in our group that knows at least the quarterback, you know the most yeah. important position, it's you.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, you know, I, I follow the Colts a little bit. I've been keeping an eye on them with uh, with Matt Ryan being there, and you know, I, I talked about them this morning that they're they're a team that looks just about ready to pack it in. They they really are. So um, let's uh, want to say hello to some folks in the chat here real quick as we as we get going um nick will be back tomorrow well nick and i'll be back talking falcons on my channel tomorrow along with draft and prospects and all the stuff that nick and i end up getting into (laughs) coffee movies you know we we go off the rails a little bit but diamond rattler was the first to come in uh he says boom let's go and dylan von Arks can't do this without him dylan you were a huge savior this morning as i was way you know late in the chat and dylan was cleaning up span bops for me uh just just a huge help he says sub broncos country make sure you hit that like button on the way in and subscribe if you haven't already let's ride thank you so much Dylan. uh william uh catalano saying rich eisen said the 49ers beating the rams means they can win the super bowl i guess we beat the 49ers what does that say about us man (laughs) the media really does get ignorant with these takes anymore um I don't know that the fact that they beat the Rams means they can, but, you know, I wouldn't say that they couldn't beforehand. You know, I mean, the 49ers certainly have a championship caliber defense, Carl.
0: Right. They were in the NFC championship last year. And it's not like they got worse at quarterback because they still have the same quarterback they had last year. So, you know, it's, it is, it's a talented team. You know, that was a big win for the Broncos beating them and holding them to, you know, 10 points or whatever. And uh, obviously it's showing their defense is legit. Like the Broncos not scoring. Well, nobody else is scoring on them either. So I don't think you can completely hold that against the Bronco offense. They, they still miss plays. So it wasn't all the 49ers defense. But um, at this point, I don't think you really can say this team is for sure. You know, you got like five teams. You can say pretty good chance. They have a chance for a Super Bowl. And then the rest of them, it's a mix and match. And you're going to have some teams that start off slow. I, I always think of the, the Patriots. How many times did they start off slow? Where they'd be like two and two, and everybody'd be going, "Oh, Tom Brady's done," and you know this is where he's finally hit that cliff, and then boom, they run off like ten straight games with wins. So, like I said, it's hard to tell at this point where anybody's at.
1: Uh, we we'll get into the topic here a, a little bit. Latavius Murray, new running back acquisition. We had said coming in, Carl, uh, you know, last night and during this during the show that with uh, with Javante Williams being removed from the the roster um i can't think of a nice way to put that off the top of my head um yeah. that uh you know that there was a spot open they would sign a running back who is it going to be last night as we were going off the air uh it was latavius murray uh jason o'neill says good evening all first and foremost i'm scratching my head on this latavius murray acquisition it's hard for me to believe that a younger more hungry back isn't out there uh a 32 year old back um I, I've, I've already done two solo pods. I've hit on this topic already. I want to hear your take on this before I, I weigh in. I think the Broncos especially are seeing they, they need veteran running backs.
0: They need those guys that Russell Wilson can trust to be back there with them that could you know step up, take on a block if they need to. I mean, uh, that's something they're going to miss with Javante. That man can pack a punch when, when it comes to pass blocking. And Latavius Murray, you know, he can fit that mold pretty well. And like I said, he's a smart guy. He's been in a lot of different systems. So it's not going to take him long to pick it up. You know, you're still probably going to run mostly with Melvin Gordon and and Boone for your one-two punch. You're just kind of using this guy more as a little bit more of an emergency guy. And I know nobody wants to hear Melvin Gordon is going to get another chance with this team. It's just, unfortunately, this is where you're at. You're going to have to go tell this guy, you know, this is the time to put up or shut up. Like, you've been given the the golden egg of opportunities yeah. after you've dumped on this team the last four games. And uh, so now go take it and yeah, we we'll to were, see if you can
1: rise up. Melvin, you were done. You were done. And um, unfortunately for Javante, you got a six or seventh life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, you know, I'm not convinced. That means he's going to end up with a, an increased workload over what he's we've seen of him in the past. He was moved down to third yeah the way it looked to me when 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 he got into that game we'd already seen mike boone we'd we'd seen javante williams um you know and i understand the idea and and william catalano says you know i'm guessing i was also decent at pass protection and he is Uh, latavius murray is a a very good at pass protection um and again younger and hungrier from where 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 are you going to get those guys you know off the streets if they were young and good they're on somebody else's roster right? Um. You know, and it's like, well, this is, I had this conversation with Lawrence Rivera this morning about, you know, this is a stopgap. This is a short-term thinking. It's all short-term thinking in October. Anybody that you would sign, doesn't matter if they're 22 or 32, is going to be a one-year deal anyway. Uh, It's going to be a short-term deal. You don't rebuild your roster in October. You don't find long-term solutions in October. You find stopgaps. So let's find a guy who can be familiar with a system who can plug and play and can contribute right away. And maybe he's gone next week. (laughs) You you know, this could be a a 10-day signing. This could be a four-day signing. You you just don't know. But going out there and finding a replacement off the street that you can sign that has some young, hungry running back is, yeah, I'm sure there are. I'd love a shot. I'm not young. Um, I'm sure there's young, hungry running backs. It doesn't mean they're any good. If they were young, hungry, and talented, they're on somebody else's roster right now. Right, yeah. There's, I mean, you got
0: 32 teams. Most teams carry at least three running backs on their roster. So, you know, you're you're looking at, what, 96 running backs. So right now, you're finding the
1: 97th, 98th, 99th, 100th best running back in football. And usually one on every practice squad, which you can then sign if you like one out there. But... You know, I know um Eric Trickle did an article. He mentioned one of the guys for the Atlanta Falcons. Well, he got promoted this week because you're not just talk Carl, you're not just talking about the 96 or 97th. There's a dozen of them that are hurt now, too. Yeah. You know, well, that's that true. are that are that are out now too that are getting banged up. Javante Williams, Cordero Patterson. You know, two teams that we're very familiar with are are now IR'd. Yeah. Um, and they're going to their second, third, fourth options. So you know, you're on option five and six for everybody else right now when you're trying to get a guy. And to be able to get a guy off the street who was looking for an opportunity who doesn't necessarily need the paycheck, but was looking for the right opportunity in Latavius Murray. It's as good as it's gonna get on short notice in October, y'all, when you're when you're not gonna make a trade. <laughs> because you've got what, four draft picks, five draft picks, you're not making a trade. Right. Uh you know, you don't want to give up any any draft capital for that. So you're you're running out there with, with Mike Boone, who is more, he's better paid than 75% of the RB twos in the league. And he was an RB three and which puts uh Melvin Gordon in that same vein. you still have more money in your running back room, active running back room than most teams, not, not yeah. the most but than a lot of teams right now. So you've put the money into it. Now it's time to get the return. Otherwise you're just flushing money down the drain. Right? So it, it is unfortunate. I mean,
0: and this is the problem with putting so much trust into a running back because they do seem to get injured a lot. And Javante coming back from this injury, I mean, that's the bad thing is this might be a two-year injury. And by that point, he's in year four of his contract. And uh, so I i really feel for that guy that he's lost this. But uh, the Broncos, I, I think the biggest thing that can help their running back or the running game more than anything else is getting like Quinn Miners back. You know, you're not going to go find that great running back. Maybe Quinn Miners is
2: more the answer than anything else. This- Dramatic pause.
4: Paid for by America First Legal.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. The the bigger question isn't a better offensive line would raise all shi- would raise all ships. There, there's the tide. And what can you do to improve the line? You can get Quinn Miners healthy. You can get more competition with Billy Turner and Tom Compton if that's ever gonna happen. I feel right. like I'm I'm talking, you know, <clears throat> Lucy with the football at this point. I don't even like saying Billy Turner and Tom Compton. I feel like an idiot. You know, what, what where oh when those guys get back we've been saying that since the first week of August. Yeah. We're going on Halloween now, Carl. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's time to like, just almost forget they exist and say, Oh, if they show up great, but I'm not counting on them by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Especially to come in and be game ready for God's sakes.
0: Right. Well, it's kind of like, I know Nick has talked about this with Greg Dulcich, uh, pretty much viewing this as a red red shirt year for him. Mm -hmm. Like if you get anything out of him. You just count it as kind of bonus that extra icing on the cake kind of situation because he's been so injured, banged up. It's going to take a while before he can be, like you said, game ready. Like you can get him in for some snaps, but is he actually going to be in game shape at his full speed, full ability? No, he's not. And uh, and so again, for the Broncos, it's just they're going to have to move forward with the guys they have and try to figure out how to make it work with what they got.
1: I think Dulcich is going to end up being a weapon when he's healthy just because he has to be (laughs) it's like we're going to find 10 routes that this guy you know 10 plays that this guy can run and we're going to get him the ball Uh, we're going to find ways to get him the ball um so again but he's still he he definitely has to get healthy is he going to be an inline full-time tight end no i don't i don't know that's what he was brought in to be um but again carl i don't know if you check snap counts albert albert okawabinam got one he got one snap jeez for Tied weekend. in one. One. <laughs> so much. I mean, my two breakout players of the, of the year, my my predictions were uh were Albert O and, and Jerry Judy. I'm I'm about half for two on that one. You know, J- Judy looks okay. Albert looks like he's done. Like yeah, this is I, like they they've given up on this guy.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how quickly the coaching staff has said, nope, this guy, we can't have him on the field. He is such a liability. But we got Garth coming in saying, great to see Scott, but better to see Carl because he's a calming influence Is Gary leads Palmer going to tomorrow's
1: game. Well, we'll ask him. Gary's here. Yeah. Gary, you my going to the game? No. My guess is no because that's kind of a hike for Gary. Gary came up for the meet and greet, but my guess is no. Yeah. And and, 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 and that, that big, nice, soft beard instead of these, you know, psychopath eyes that I've got, Carl <laughs> is kind of a calming influence. I'll tell you one yeah. of the weirdest things. Whenever I sit in a in, in a room or on a bus or anything like that, when I was ever in class, the last chairs in that entire room or auditorium or anything that ever get seated in were the ones next to me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I put off this stay the F away from me vibe <laughs> or what, I don't mean to. But yeah, Carl is a calming influence.
3: Look at oh, that. Thanks. He's like a big yeah. teddy bear.
0: No, I, I always think of the the somebody said one time of there's always one crazy person on the bus and if (laughs) nobody is sitting by you that means you're the crazy person so there you go
1: yeah i'm always uh, early too and then and you know it's like huh these seats will be the last two to to fill up (laughs) no i'm showered i'm clean that's all right you get a space out man that's not a bad thing so uh phil mclaughlin coming in with some stars appreciate you philly says hello deacon scott and carl how do we match against the Colts? We'll get into that. We'll get into that a little bit for sure, Phil. Um, right now, well, because the Colts' offensive line is struggling mightily. Uh, I mean, mightily. You think Melvin Gordon has fumble troubles? Well, he does. It's one out of, you know, he's got 37 carries and four fumbles. That's a lot. Right. Um, one of them was on a catch, to be fair. But, you know, okay, so 38 touches. Um Matt Ryan has nine. He's fumbled nine times. Nine times, Ferris Bueller. Jeez. He's fumbled in four games. He's only fumbled more than nine times. Thrice in his entire freaking career. And he's got nine fumbles, Phil. Nine. In four games. In four games. 15 sacks. Nine bumbles Jeez. this team's ready to pack it in i'm telling you they're they're coming they're, their tails are between their legs the the wagons have the sharks have circled frank reich and chris ballard mm-hmm. and they're ready to eat their own man they're, they are ready to eat their own right now um i, say,
0: I had to I had somebody reach out to me this week that has some connections with the colts and they said those two guys really on the hot seat right now because yeah. that locker room is not not doing well
1: yeah it's uh, so it's tough uh writing Garcia says, even Scott and Carl hope is all as well. I called it yesterday. The Broncos were going to pick up Murray. That that was a good call. Um again, you know, a, a veteran, speaking of a calming influence. There you go. Here comes a six foot three, two hundred and thirty-pound personal protector. Um, that's that'd make me feel better if I yeah. was the, I, if I, I was in the offensive backfield, I'd feel better when that guy walked through the rock through the room. He's a house. Right.
0: Well, I think if there's a couple plays in this game on Sunday for the Broncos that uh, Boone really didn't understand his protection, you know, where he'd stay inside, where a guy was blitzing from the outside. And and maybe that was a little bit of miscommunication between him and Russell Wilson and the offensive line. But, uh, and Michaela, hi to you as well. Appreciate, uh, you know, it was great meeting you at the the meet and greet. I, I loved that time. So, and uh, wearing her DT Jersey there as she was at the game. Great to see that. But, but yeah, I, I think Boone, that, I think he has the want, to be a good blocker, but he's smaller, doesn't fully always understand where he needs to be. And if a running back messes up his protection, man, you're getting the quarterback hit
1: hard. Yeah. And Latav- Latavius Murray's bringing something different than what's already on the roster. He's he's yeah. much closer to a Javante Williams. He's six, like I said, he's 6'3", 230 pounds. This is an H back back there. You know, he's a a, a big, a big dude. Um, Michaela Parker says, Hi family. I'm Michaela. Um Called you out this morning because I wanted to show you my mug. I've got I brought my Star Wars mug today. It's a. it's a Darth <laughs> Vader one that says join us or die. Ooh. I always brought that into our, our pitch meetings. Um, you know, when I'd be sipping on, like, so what do you think? Do you think this is gonna be a good deal? Join us or die. Uh I also called out my Nick Saban recruiting club recruiting mug. Um, <laughs> coffee is for closers, you know. And then uh, Michaela go. says, We need better O-line play without a doubt. Yeah, you know, with without a doubt of the of all the micro problems that were adding up to be big deal in the first couple of games, the clock management, uh, the decision making, those are those feel like macro problems, but they're easy to fix. They, yeah. they should be easy to fix. The 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 underlying concern that my coach is a moron, that's a big deal. That's a macro problem. Uh, a macro problem right now that isn't so easy to fix, Carl, that is holding this team back is the offensive line play. It's the offensive line play going me, back to building the Broncos. <laughs> Why didn't they address the offensive line better in the off season? I, I think
4: this is where sometimes not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl, not anymore. The Biden administration's pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies.
0: That the ego of coaches think that they can turn those guys into something. I think of how much they, they hyped up Lloyd Cushenberry this summer. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was nobody that they talked bigger about than that guy all off season. I think there's a great argument that he has been one of the worst players on the team so far. That's starting, you know, I was going to ask you of the five offensive linemen, who
1: has been the worst for you? Well, I think. I could make an argument for any of the three. Yeah, you know the two guards and the center. Um, I feel like Dalton Reisner gets a little bit of a pass for some reason, but he isn't good. You know, he's he he's not good. You know, yeah. the 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 old X's and O's versus Jimmys and Joes arguments. We thought changing the X's and O's was going to change the Jimmys and Joes, and it that's not how it works. Yeah, you know, I think if, of- if, if if you're scheme dependent, you're not good enough. Yeah. And that was everybody's
0: argument for Reisner this offseason. Oh, he's better in that zone-blocking scheme, and he's not showing it. You know, I, I thought his bigger problem was more not the run-blocking, it was the pass-blocking. Yeah. You know, when they run stunts at him, he is always so late to see the stunt coming at him. And so teams just take advantage of that. They're like, oh, let's just do this over and over against him and, and Bowles. And it seems to, to work pretty well almost every single time. But we Man, got Gary Leeds Palmer coming in saying, good evening, Carl and Scott. I have a pop-up of a, of An Scott on my Facebook app. There you go.
1: <laughs> well, it is Carl and Scott. So you got the and Scott. So you knew I was going to be here. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, Gary was with us this morning. So he knew I was going to be here. He probably didn't know I was going to be here. I just went down to one bar on my internet for some reason. So uh, hopefully, hopefully still coming through and, you know, evidently gigabit isn't fast enough for Streamyard right now. So <laughs> um Michaela Israel it was a pleasure to meet you as well as we've said before she says uh talking about the O-line when do you think we will see an O-line shakeup? do you think we will or do you think they want to try and keep that unit the only shakeup being guys getting healthy yeah or do
0: we make some changes I think there's real good chance that you're going
1: to see some changes
0: I mean miners getting back is going to be huge well then do you move Graham Glasgow to center and see if maybe that can work a little bit better I know Russell Wilson wasn't the biggest fan of Graham Glasgow being the center, but at this point, I'd be saying, hey, the guy that's playing center is not giving you great protection, so let's just try something and see what happens. Uh, you know, the other guys of Billy Turner, I don't know. He's played guards, so maybe you can move him to one of the guard spots as well. I Fleming's been, Fleming's been decent. I mean, he's a good run blocker. Pass blocking's been okay. He's been serviceable.
1: Yeah. He's been serviceable, which, you know, again, if we started this this offseason thinking Billy Turner or Tom Compton, and then we went to the preseason and it's Calvin Anderson, we're in our fourth right tackle. We're getting better than we expected from our the fourth right tackle on the field. Um that's that's for sure. But again, was Billy Turner ever the answer or was he still a question mark? That's my concern. Yeah, you know. These guys that were brought in, you're like, you're not bringing in a premier free agent. You're bringing in okays, some maybes. So, you know, not to beat the dead horse here, but, uh, you know, Quinn Miner's coming back. will shake things up. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, having some better competition. And again, uh, you know, Luke Wattenberg is there. If it's Graham Glasgow, get a shot at center. I mean, if I'm Russell Wilson, I might, I might like my guys, but by God, I'm getting tired of having him in my lap. Mm -hmm. um you know immediately on when the pocket's just collapsing around me you know say keep a guy in a pocket hell he's in a trash compactor he's not he's not in the pot he's not being held in the pocket you're not forcing him to stay in the pocket and throw you're you're putting him in a compactor the whole thing's just collapsing around him and it's it's been uh it's been tough to watch i i thought russell wilson played played pretty darn well he was on on pff for whatever it's worth he was the highest graded offensive player for the Denver Broncos with more than five snaps
0: yeah and I, I thought it was deserving of these, so he had some great throws some great decisions but like I said just especially that second half that pocket became nothing real real quick but we got Mac dog coming in here with a super chat appreciate that Mac dog saying Murray is a great pickup he ran 51 yards in a touchdown last game and does not fumble I'm excited to see what he can do and he is a vet and yeah, I mean again, like you said, you're not getting the greatest ever here at this point in the season, but you're getting a serviceable guy that can come in, give you meaningful snaps, even possibly possibly this week. I mean, you could sit there and say, Hey, we've got these ten plays that we need you to be able to memorize and and get down. You know, five of them run plays, five of them some pass plays, and we'll work on Russell Wilson communicating with you where he wants you and some pass protection, those kind of things. So you can still make him work this week. And then you got 10 days to make him all of a sudden learn a little bit more of the playbook and keep introducing him a little bit more.
1: He's got one fumble in roughly his last 600 carries and two in his last 800. He holds on to the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> he, what you need. Yeah. He, he holds on to the ball. That's for sure. And he, he's got, you know, again, for, for what PFS says of him, he's, uh, he's good in pass protection uh i know the name this is the first time i think i've had to say it though i, I feel like it should be rocky uh rocky <laughs> allen coming in with a super sticker so appreciate you uh appreciate you rocky coming in over on uh over on on uh youtube mark comes in and says howdy all howdy scott and carl howdy mark good to see you good to see you uh scrolling down just a little bit farther i know we've got some uh you know, and Maurice is kind of saying the, the same thing I, I was saying earlier today. Maurice uh, Chevalier the force, saying no tears for Melvin. This is a big boy league. I put his cut up his press conference where he walked out and he, he was upset. And I, I said, Carl, I feel for Melvin Gordon, the human being I do. Mm-hmm. But this is a professional league. This yeah. is the NFL. And he knows what he signed up for. He's been very well compensated. He's upset because his career is in jeopardy and he let his teammates down. He should be upset. He, yeah. he knows. I yeah. feel for him. That doesn't mean because I feel bad for him, I I think he deserves another shot. He's had several shots. He's going to get another shot, but that doesn't mean I, I'm going to give him one because I think he deserves it, end quote, because he does feel bad. I, again, I feel for the human being but that doesn't mean i want to give him the ball again that means i want to support you and say i get it i I feel for you call you into my office and say i hope you catch on and flush all this away because the guy i compared him to carl i don't know how much of a baseball guy you are so he's turned into chuck knoblock for me you know the, the yankee second baseman who got the yips yeah and just couldn't throw the ball to first base you know this is in his head at this point you know watching him after that fumble his first carry out of the end zone he was terrified Yeah. You know, when when I was like, he's not gonna make it back to the line of scrimmage. He did not want to run into contact. I'm like, he's terrified. It's totally in his head at this point. Right. And a fresh start could end up being the best thing for him. Yeah,
0: I'm with you. I think you have to go to him and say, Hey, you've got the luckiest break of your career at this point. You know, like like I said, we're probably we're about ready to cut you. It might have been still Latavius Murray coming in, even if Javante Williams was healthy, but you've got your chance. Go take advantage of it. You know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Now, take that and do something with it. I always think of golf because that, that's my sport. Sometimes you bounce off a tree and it still ends up in the fairway. That's what's happened for you here, bud. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to shank the next one off into the forest? Or are you going to land it on the green?
1: My my dad always said, I want to be good and lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's a golfer. So, yeah. Uh, Papa Savvy 21 coming in on Twitch. Shout out to our Twitch uh followers and viewers says hey scott and carl i believe that we're going to be just fine without javante um again javante you know is a premier back but we're not getting the best out of javante williams when the running back when the running game is struggling because the offensive line is struggling right now i think the bigger miss is tim patrick uh right now the denver broncos have not been fine without tim patrick yeah um Jerry Judy showed signs of stepping up in this last game. Can he take that next step, Carl, and and continue another four or five, 75 yards and a touchdown type of performance? I I think so. I mean, we all know Jerry Judy talent wise off the charts.
0: I mean, the the guy could be one of the the best wide receivers in football. That's why some people are arguing who's going to before the season, who's going to be the better wide receiver, Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. Like there's a reason to have that argument because of the talent. But like I said, he just has to go out there and keep
1: building on what he's doing. All right, I have a question for you. Why do you believe Jerry Judy has all the talent in the world? Because I don't see it.
4: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration's pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies.
3: Winner.
1: when i'm looking at all when i hear all the talent in the world i think bigger faster stronger and he is none of those three
0: yeah I, i'd say to me when i when i say all the talent in the world i say I, i'm kind of i guess meaning more they have an elite skill mm-hmm. that allows Which them is- to do something i'm not going to say route running because he doesn't have the best first step mm-hmm. in the sense like he does a lot of that dancing at the beginning of his route He's mm-hmm. got to clean that up because by the time he's getting into his route, it's already about a second, second and a half into to the play. Well, most plays, your quarterback's trying to get it out of there in about two and a half seconds. So he's got one second at that point to go and do something. Right. And it's just not working that well. So like I said, he's got to clean that up. Now, once he gets into his route, then he becomes an incredible route runner of his ability to cut and make some plays and get open and, and do something. But it's like I said, it's just that first start. He's like a, a train trying to get going. And the which once he gets going, when you're
1: undersized. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, again, that's my, that's my pushback on this. We talk about him as if he's Tyreek Hill. He ain't. No. You know, he's, uh, h- h- for his size, he's got a subpar shuttle time. Yeah. You know, and, and and that may have been a bad time from what I've seen. But, you know, when, when you check out the RAS, which stacks all those guys up, he's mid. You know, uh, and, and for a six foot, 190 pound receiver, I don't want, I don't want mid. Yeah. You know, if I'm, if I'm comparing, let's, you know, take another Alabama guy who is a similar size, a little bit thicker, better hands, better at getting open, better at pretty much everything that got drafted about 10 spots later was Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was a, a, to this point in early on, his I'd say early on his career is 24 years old. Hell, Jerry Judy still isn't as old as Calvin was as a, as a rookie. Um, But, you know, can he get there? Can he fill out? Can he be tougher? Can he be that guy? But as far as when I hear all the talent in the world, I'm thinking athleticism. Yeah. And he's not a guy with all the athleticism in the world or plus size. He's mid. Yeah. So, again, was he overdrafted to begin with? I think so. Yeah. I think so, but that doesn't mean he can't be a super productive receiver. I just, right. I, I balk at the, all the talent in the world. Good point. Label to put on a Jerry Judy, who is a mid-level NFL athlete. Yeah, I, I get that with you. I, I, like I said, it's
0: that quickness. Once he gets out there, you can see guys really struggle because he's got those leg whips that are going like crazy and you're not sure which direction he's going to go. And then boom, he's cutting across and getting himself quite a bit of separation and Again, if he can clean up that first part and get out there into the route and then be able to do that, he could become a very productive wide receiver. But right now, from a mm-hmm. technique standpoint, I'm sure he's driving his coaches mad when they're watching that film going, dude, get going. just go, please. That's why we're putting you in the slot so you don't have to worry about them come up and playing press coverage against you. And uh he's just not quite living up to that. But we got Garth coming back again saying, Would GLP be willing to go to the game if we bought his ticket and gave him some walking around money? We need his (laughs) luck at Empower Field on Thursday. Well, GLP, there you go, saying, uh, thanks for asking, Garth. And I would follow the Broncos around the world when I was a younger man, but alas, my 83-year-old bones won't let me.
1: Yeah, we might be talking about the, the 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 wantingness is there, the willingness is there, but the body might not be able so. Gary Leeds Palmer's got to pick and choose his moments. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure we will uh, We'll all be out there again one day soon, Garth. Appreciate you asking, and I know Gary does too. Yeah, we need you at the, the home Chiefs game. That's the one we need you at, Gary. And Colin Wood says, man, you guys talk about this Dulcich guy like he's a jet-propelled Travis Kelsey or something. No, just that he might be a serviceable receiver where you don't seem to have one at the tight end position right now. Yeah, I mean, right now, Sobert's your best receiving tight end you know again you got two blockers and a and a and a guy who's won't they won't play yeah and I'm not going to say I'm not say they won't play as if this is Fangio doghouse what what is Albert Okuwebenom at this part he's not a serviceable pass catching threat Uh, Dulcich Dulcich is you know in theory that's why you drafted him you drafted him as a pass catching threat as a big receiver over the middle. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm hoping he could help replace some of that production from Tim Patrick, because like I said, he's big, he's got some speed. He's got some ability to get down the field and he's not afraid to go make the tough catch.
1: Yeah. That's what Tim Patrick. An over the middle weapon in traffic, you know, kind of a a bailout, a a quick slant, that type of thing. Here's, here's the thing, Colin, he can't be any worse. (laughs) He he can't (laughs) be. I mean, it's, it's, literally impossible yeah he can't be any worse so you'd like to think somebody saw something and if he gets out there it will be an improvement as a receiving threat over what you have because right now you've got zero goose egg yeah he can't be any worse
0: yeah i'm with you there it, it's not pretty
1: the broncos well, might have more the... moon is not the answer that's why they signed murray uh they signed murray because they had an open running back spot they had yeah. they had two you know, they had, they had four guys, three guys on the, uh, three guys on the, on the, on the active, and then a Zigbo on the practice squad. One goes down, bring another one in, right? Someone was coming in, might as well bring in a six three to 230 pound veteran. So yep. someone was getting signed. Yep. That's, that's what you got to do. And I'd, I'd rather have the veteran than the the guy
0: that's on the practice squad that hasn't had that real game action that could make that one play that cost you the game. I know you just saw Melvin Gordon, but I mean, especially those guys where they miss a block, they miss an assignment. That's what will drive coaches crazy. And it's why a lot of guys, they might have a great preseason running-wise where they're running over guys, picking up a lot of yards, and you're going, why didn't they make the roster? Well, because they can't be trusted on those
1: kind of plays to, to actually do their job well. Kyle comes in, says, how come we don't run screens anymore? We haven't run screens successfully since Peyton. Uh, ran a couple in the first game, but I would go back to the lack of mobility of your offensive lineman. Um, Lloyd Cushenberry isn't overly mobile. Gra- Graham Glasgow is immobile. Mm-hmm. Fleming is not overly mobile. That took out the right side of my screen game. Yep. So the screen game is predicated on quick, get down the field offensive linemen. You don't have them. Yeah. You don't have them. Could miners be that guy? Yes. Could Wattenberg be that guy? We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. But you don't you don't have them. That's that's uh that's a personnel problem there, Kyle. And and I would still argue
0: the screen pass is not you don't want to rely on it a whole lot. It's not a very productive play very often. You know, even when everything is set up right, it can still be a play where you barely get back to the line of scrimmage. And there, there's just so many things that can go wrong with the screen pass i i don't mind maybe once or twice a game you're kind of thinking about it just to keep a defense honest but i i really don't want to see it a whole lot anyway
1: yeah. if you can if you can run if you can time a screen perfectly into a blitz you know where you can just dump it over their head and then you get five guys at your back with two 300 pounders in front of you it's diabolical yeah it's one of the things i love and you get some poor, 215 pounds safety you know ankle biting oh god you know he's he's just ducking for cover Uh it's a fun play when it works it's one of the things we love about football is turning those guys loose but it is about mobility it's about patience from your running back allowing those guys to get out in front of you and not just running by your blockers um but I I just don't think you've got the personnel to run to run screen plays right now with uh with your offensive line Yep. Let me see. Clayton had come in with some stars, too. And Clayton says it's pretty early for us. New quarterback, new coaches and a new GM. Give it time. When we finally put it together, we'll be just fine. We got Wilson for seven years. Uh, and, and I get this. We we said I, I, I'm going to call out Coach Chris again, who came in yesterday with a super talking about he's just worn out, Carl. He says this is, you know, seven years of bad football. And I was like, well, think think about that. Think about what you just said and realize that all doesn't get erased in September of a new regime it doesn't all just go away there's a lot of bad that needs to be undone now you're two and two you've got a pretty good chance to go three and two your favor to go three and two this week against a team that also had playoff aspirations Mm -hmm. that is about to clean house and I mean clean house it could happen as soon as this weekend if the Broncos put it to them yeah and
0: I'd say you saw some signs of life in this last game for the Bronco offense. I mean, Russell Wilson played one his best game for sure as a Denver Bronco. So you're, you're seeing some signs of things getting better. You're seeing, you know, KJ Hamler finally had a big play. Well, maybe you can start getting him a little more involved in this offense. Uh, you know, Jerry Judy, like you said, had a little bit better game after his injury. You still got Cortland Sutton there. Greg Dulcich could be coming back. Maybe even this week. Uh, I doubt it. I'm, guessing still it's going to be the Chargers game before you get him back. And so uh, get Quinn Miners back. There's some things that are showing some promise for for moving forward. Now, if you think Russell Wilson's completely cooked and done for, for his career, yeah, it's going to be a long seven years. I'm not at that point of saying that yet. I never thought he was going to be a top five quarterback for the Broncos, but I didn't think with this roster, you needed him to be a top five quarterback to still be a great team with Super Bowl aspirations.
1: Yeah, you and in the, the injuries are they're piling up. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing we've said forever. What can derail this thing? Injuries, injuries, injuries. And now you've got you're stacking up injuries to key players, um, which is which will get anybody. RD coming in north of the border, coming in Canadian yellow here. <laughs> says we got a running back. Will Peyton now deal with the left guard, right guard, center right tackle, inside linebacker, non-injury prone injuries, non-injury prone speedsters, a tight end that plays. Whew, I'm out of breath. I got to take a breath with all the things that you're <laughs> talking about, RD. Uh, I think we need two years to compete or next level late round drafting. Um, again, compete is one thing to be legit. So was this team a legit Super Bowl contender? I don't think anybody thought that. Can you still be a a playoff contender and roll the dice? You know, maybe. You know, can can that stop? And that can still happen. Yeah, um, that can stop. And this isn't this team's not out of the playoffs. Um, again look at look at we we've got tunnel vision we do um you know look around the league there's a host of two and twos they're everywhere they're all over the place tampa's two and two falcons are two and two (laughs) the broncos are two and two there's two and two everywhere san francisco i think is two and two you know i think the rams are two and two it's a parody league it is so keep getting better start getting healthy Get your bodies in for competition of offensive line. You're not getting Tim Patrick and Javante Williams back. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That one's not getting better this year. But a lot of the pieces around can improve, especially on offense.
0: Right. And and like I said, most of those injuries are not season-ending for the Broncos. So it it hurts right now, and you're really hoping these guys can get back as fast as possible. Like I said, I'm really pulling for that Chargers game. That's when you really need a lot of these guys back because that's a divisional game. I mean, not that this Thursday one doesn't matter. Uh, it does. It's conference game that matters when it comes to playoff position, all those kind of things. Uh, but that that divisional game, you got to win that one, get that lead over those chargers. And, yeah, has Cush been bad? Yes, very, very bad. Uh, I think one of the, the first plays of the game on offense, the Broncos tried to run. It was a run to the right. And Cush and Barry, his responsibility was get to that middle linebacker and cut him off, get that outside lane. Cushenberry completely whiffed and it ended up being like a four or five yard loss for the running yeah.
1: back. And if you know, he needs to, his angle, he went straight there mm-hmm. and, and Perryman read it quicker, you know? So Perryman was already headed for the the tackle, the, the yeah. right tackle. And, you know, he cuts in behind him, you know, he's, he's gone. He's, he's blocking shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, So you've got to know that adjust your angle Get out there sooner, among other things. Now, uh, has Cushenberry been bad? Now, again, I'm interested in what PFF says on some of these guys. Um, I don't always agree with their rankings. Um, They've got Cushenberry, 21 of 36. Graham Glassbow, 42 of 71. uh, Dalton Reisner, 47th out of 71. Cam Fleming, 19 out of 70 and Garrett Bowles, 30 out of 70. So for the most part, uh, at best, you've got bottom half starters at every position except right tackle. And what you've got, <laughs> well, even that would be, you know, they, they put tackles in the same thing. So you're, if you're talking, what's that, 72? 72, 72 starting tackles, uh, you're at bottom half at every position on the offensive line right now, for the most yeah. part, except right tackle. Um, that's not good it's uh it's not good they're not they're not the offensive line is not playing well yeah and and i kind
0: of hope part of me hopes as the season progresses you get the zone blocking scheme down a little bit more you start working as a true unit together you know it's that's the difference between this and the power blocking power blocking is, hey, this is your guy you go get him you push him down the field zone block i mean i'm simplifying it zone blocking you're trying to work as a unit and move down the line And then at some point, you're going to see a cutback lane or the actual lane open up, one of the two. And right now, they're definitely not playing very, very well as a unit. You're seeing a couple guys maybe make some great blocks, and then one guy has a terrible block, and it just blows up the entire play. Unfortunately, especially in the run game, Cushenberry seems to be the guy that usually is the one messing up the play. He's not getting any kind of push. He's pretty much gets stuck even. I watched him a couple times trip up other offensive linemen because he wasn't actually moving down the line. He just stayed with his guy right in the middle. And they're going, What are you doing, bud? And I think Garrett Bowles even chewed him out after one play because he ended up getting whipped into Garrett Bowles and about hurt him.
1: Dennis Wood comes in on YouTube. He says, Can they install some plays with design rollouts for Russell so he doesn't get stuck in the pocket? Uh yeah, they can. Um, a lot of that a lot of that will do with um you can roll the pocket a little bit, but like naked bootlegs and that type of thing, that comes when you're under center. Now I haven't looked at the splits. That's where I need Nick. Nick, look this up. Um, he's got all that stuff bookmarked already. Where the splits are, how many times you're you're taking the ball under center, because you don't run bootlegs uh, out of shotgun. Yeah. Um, you can roll. You can take a snap and roll the pocket, kind of like a rugby punt. You see those yeah. guys roll out and then punt, but uh, not necessarily. And and moving the pocket is probably a good idea. However, Dennis, we just talks a lot about the lack of mobility of this offensive line. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you can, but, you know, when you start rolling those guys out, you're, you need a little bit more mobility from your OL as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, you have seen teams also pretty much telling that edge player, stay home. Like, we'll, we'll handle the rest of the run game because we know their offensive line is struggling. We need you to stay home and make sure that Russell Wilson can't get outside. And so he's taken some, some of his biggest hits when they've tried to do that naked boot. And uh, so obviously, like I said, teams have keyed in on that and said, we're just not going to allow this kind of play to happen.
1: Jamie comes in. He says, uh, Jerry, Judy has talent. He's just scared out there. He's afraid to take a hit. Uh, and again, nobody's saying he doesn't have talent. Good Lord. You know, he's, he was a, a first round draft pick. Yeah, I am just pushing back on the idea of uber talented. He's got yeah. all the talent in the world. Any of these superlative types of athletic Descriptions that surround Jerry Judy, I think are overdone. Yeah. He is a talented receiver. Obviously, he's in the NFL for God's sakes. He was a first-round draft pick. He still has plus quickness, plus speed. That play he took his first catch of the season. He showed a gear, you know, in straight in a straight line I didn't know he had. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't necessarily show up on a stopwatch. Uh, but the stuff that does show up on a stopwatch, vertical jump, uh, standing broad jump, the athletic metrics are mid-level uh, which again that doesn't speak to me at first round freakazoid wide receiver for me doesn't mean he can't be again I just mentioned all that stuff about Calvin Ridley too Calvin Ridley doesn't have any of that stuff and he had a 1400 yard receipt you know reception season so um he, he he is he's a very good receiver he just doesn't strike me as the all the talent in the world type of guy yeah, I reserve those type of descriptions for guys like DK Metcalf. Yeah. Um, you know, the big freakazoid receivers with which there are a ton of them out there. I just don't think Jerry Judy happens to be one of those guys. Doesn't mean he can't still become a Pro Bowl caliber receiver. Michaela comes in on YouTube, says, was a treat meeting uh, you both and the rest of the fam? Now, please, let's shake up our offensive line. Thank you, Michaela. <laughs> and it was absolutely a pleasure meeting you. The legend. Michaela is a legend of Broncos country. I'm, a, I'm just a new guy. I'm the new guy. When Michaela, if I get the seal, the seal of approval from Michaela, I feel good about things. You know, if, if Michaela doesn't like you, you it, it, it's on you. It, yeah, it, it, it's, it's on you for sure.
0: <laughs> Agreed. And, the, you know, the nice thing, this is the one nice thing about Thursday night football games. Then your team gets that 10 day break. So it's kind of like a mini bye week for you. And you do. You hope the coaches can look at that and say, OK, we really got to dig in. What can we do? Maybe we're getting Miners back. Maybe Billy Turner's back. Okay, can we move some of these guys around and just see what we can make work? And, you know, you hate to shake up just to shake up, but sometimes it's exactly what you need. Some of these guys maybe just need to be benched for a game just to say, hey, what you're doing is not good enough. We can't keep giving you a starting position and and be okay with this. You know, like I said, Lloyd Cushenberry, is there a way you can get him sat for, for a week? I think he kind of had this idea of I didn't have much
1: competition this whole summer. Why do I have to go out there and put full effort? Uh, It'd be nice to see a little accountability. Yeah. You know, a little accountability amongst your starters. Uh, there seems to have been some with Albert Okuwebinom. Uh After that, who? Who has played poorly that has seen their playing time dropped dramatically? Carl, can you, I mean, they're, they're, I just, I, I just thought of that question and I don't have an answer. So, you know, let's let's think of it because there's been some stinkers out there. Yeah, Um, I guess they've they've laid some eggs other than Albert O. How about Melvin Gordon? Yeah, I was going to say he kind of I mean, he did get benched this last
0: Mm -hmm. game, even when uh, even when uh, Williams went down with an injury. Boone Mm -hmm. was the next guy up. So I guess you could say there was some accountability there. But beyond that, you're right. Offensive line, nobody's really been shooken up yet at this point. Wide receiver, you're, you're, you're kind of running out of bodies at points right. with that group. So it's kind of hard to bench anybody when you don't have anybody else to really replace them. Uh, so I kind of wish, you know, when you saw all these drops happening in these first few games, you could have benched some of these guys. But again, you're, you're running out, out of them. So these injuries are kind of keeping them from being able to do some of that.
1: Right. And, uh, you know, the the depth in there, but you're, you're 100% right on that uh again we need a healthy offensive line group and better competition at those spots um uh, <clears throat> I saw you know in the preseason Glasgow played some center I thought he looked better at center than they needed a guard yeah um I thought he looked better at center than Cushenberry has looked at center which also put Wattenberg at guard and I thought he looked okay there um you know if Miners isn't ready to come back do you give Do you give Wattenberg some snaps? Is that even in the realm of possibility?
0: <laughs> At this point, he can't do much worse than what's been shown, right?
1: Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of what I was saying. You know, co- you know, Colin Colin Wood talking about you know we're we're gassing up Dulcich. No, no, we're not. But he's an option that could be available that could be available soon. That you you don't you don't have a whole lot of options midseason yeah you know, you're not you're not making a bunch of trades. You're not signing guys off the street, <clears throat> you know unless OBJ comes walking through with a brand new knee. there's not a lot of guys like that that are out there, so you have yeah. to start looking internally. Um, and how can you get better? Here's a couple guys that could start getting healthy, yeah.
0: I, I could only think of a couple times for the Broncos it's worked out adding a guy midseason and then turning into a pretty good player. And they actually both were linebackers, Brandon Marshall and Todd Davis. Both those guys, I mean, they weren't great starters by any means, but they were at mm-hmm. least serviceable where they
1: came in and provided something for you. To that, to that extent, last year Jonas Griffith played pretty well. That's that's uh, a good one, yeah. You know, going in last year, but yeah, and and I, I don't know the Broncos well enough to know any midseason trades, you know. But uh this would it would it would have to be underperformer for underperformer, you know. Maybe like like I said, a, a, if if I'm melvin gordon is a is a good player he's he's a good player would a fresh start do him some good okay who else has a good player who is massively underperforming that they want to get rid of because it's it's just over you know if, if for it, the, the team's given up on him he's given up on the team maybe you make a move like that i don't know we're, we're but the point is is we're stretching here yeah on building the broncos in october you know, you got to start looking for some internal options, right? All right. We got David
0: coming in here saying good evening, Broncos country, Deacon, Scott, and Carl. Hello to you too, David.
1: Yep. Hello, David. David said he's also, he mentioned uh, to Gary, they, they're they on different platforms, so they can't see him. Gary says, I'm also in, uh, in in Yuma, Arizona. So maybe y'all could hook up for rides or something. If uh, If that's something you're interested in, you can use me as a conduit. And you can hit me at skinity at gmail.com. I'm, I'm happy to put, put y'all in touch with one another. So um, y'all can figure it out. Yuma, you say, it's like, well, how big could it be? I many Broncos fans, lots. Yuma's probably a pretty good-sized town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, how much, uh, Phil coming back in with some stars. When do we start, the chance would be next week to get Dulcich Miners and Simmons back. Uh, Would Simmons be one more a week since he went on the week after the first week of the season or would he be eligible to come off since it's after the fifth game
0: he would be eligible so you have to sit out four games from what i understand so this would be his fourth game that he'd be sitting out
1: so why aren't we hearing about guys coming back this week it's been four games
0: well so i think because you played week one it starts in week two okay i think is how that works i mean
1: i expect to hear okay so and so is eligible what's up You know, I haven't heard those questions yet. So, okay,
0: Yeah. Um, And it it always seems like even though they are eligible, a lot of times it still takes another couple of weeks because you're just getting them back in practice. Right. And you don't want to just throw them back out in the game. So, like I said, I keep hoping for the Chargers game, but the reality is it still might be another week or two.
1: But it's going to it's going to take roster moves, you know, which we haven't heard when these guys are active. Someone's losing their spots. You know, so the 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 spots on the fifty-three will be changing uh, when Dulcich comes back when Simmons was IR. Simmons was IR'd for sure. Um miners, I don't think was IR'd though. He's no. still on the 53. Right. So he could come back at any point. Um, so he practiced last week.
0: There was some hope that he might be able to go, then he had a little bit of a setback. He's been limited from what I understand, these couple practices so far. And I, I still, I I have my doubt this short of a week. If he didn't play on Sunday, the odds are he's not playing on Thursday either.
1: Tim Hoffman coming in with some stars over on Facebook. Appreciate you, Tim. Thank you so much for, uh, for thinking of us. And I always say it's very flattering when, uh, when y'all come in with, uh, with stars like this. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to explain unless you're, you're on this side of things and people are willing to, to spend their time with us and some of their hard earned money like that. It's, it's very flattering. I certainly, Carl and I certainly appreciate it. I know Nick does too. Yeah. Thank you very much. Garth's coming in again. I think this is a hat trick for car Ooh-hoo. for Garth. If not the golden sombrero he says, I wonder if we <laughs> could hire David Copperfield as an offensive coordinator, we'd have to pay him uh, like a Vegas residency, but it might pay off, you know, some smoke and mirrors. Um, do you think the countdown would give him away though? You know, I think you'd have to stop that. You couldn't, you couldn't count down the clock, though. He'd, he'd need, or, or would that help him? That might help David Copperfield. Yeah, with, uh, with, with counting down the play clock.
0: Have you looking at the play clock and then he does something over here, that kind of thing? Yeah, you, you never know. And yeah, sometimes this is what you have to do. Uh, To me, in some ways, I think the Broncos at times where they failed on offense is when they've gotten too cute. You know, where they, they have something working and then all of a sudden they try to do some kind of trickery. Uh, you know, uh, a tight end option run play that just gets blown up, partly because of the blocking and under not understanding. And Fleming kind of blew up that play, honestly. One of Michaela his really, says, really bad reps.
1: Michaela says, can we get the Colts running back since they're cleaning house? Uh, Jonathan Taylor, when I mean clean house, I'm talking about coach and general manager. Yeah. Uh, and then Matt Ryan might go too. I don't think he he probably reschedule, re- restructured his contract. That sounds like something they would do automatically. Uh, when they came in I don't remember for sure um but Atlanta's eating his big dead cap hit so Matt Ryan could be uh available next year also or he could be retiring if he's getting tired of getting his ass kicked they're on he's on pace for what 65 sacks um something crazy and Jonathan Taylor is right now he's on a gimpy ankle he's uh he's he's a little banged up as well so we might see some Philip Lindsay Frank Reich Ooh. was asked about that this week is Philip Lindsay going to be in, he's been on the Colts practice squad. He was cut and then re-signed in the practice squad. Um, is Philip Lindsay going to be an option? And and Frank Wright said right now he would be. So uh, we might see some, some, some Philip Lindsay this weekend back in Denver this weekend, Thursday's the weekend, as far as I'm concerned, Carl. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's football. So it's gotta be the
0: weekend. Uh, yeah. And could be a revenge game for him and, Part of me is kind of hoping Jonathan Taylor plays because if he's kind of banged up, he's not going to be that great running back that he's been in the league so far. But, uh, you know, he unfortunately, the the Colts are built a little bit like with the Raiders where they really want to get that run game established. They got some weapons on the outside that they can rely on and the play-action game. So if they get the run game going, Broncos are in some trouble here.
1: Chris Jance is coming in saying, uh, hey guys, PS2 is looking good. Denver Broncos, Broncos for left uh life. Let's ride. PS2 is looking uh, and he's looking good. That that that's a given. I also think he's starting to get a little bit of personality to him, Carl. I feel like he's getting a little <laughs> swag out there. You know, a little bit of a little bit of edge to his plate, just a little bit of cockiness where he's he's feeling it, which yeah. is that's a scary proposition. Cause he's not, I'm not saying he's being brash. He's being, you know, um you know taunting or anything but he's got just a a shade just a hint of showmanship in his game right now too which means he's feeling confident feeling good about himself out there uh it's something i noticed in this last game that i hadn't noticed from him before and i think a little bit of that is a great thing yeah he he's been more of kind of the quiet guy
0: work from the background mm-hmm. you know just let his play do all the talking and like I said, he has. He's gotten a little bit more. I saw him do the muscles a couple times after making a play, you know, the, the incomplete, yep. all those kind of – so, yeah, it, it is kind of fun to see him getting that way, at least enjoying himself out there. Coming and, out of the shell a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of think something that's kind of missing a little bit from this defense right now is just that that big guy that just – he makes that play that gets the defense going again. They just don't have that kind of, like T.J. Ward and Akeem Talib back in 2015. Those big personalities that just, when you absolutely needed something to happen, one of those guys is going to do something. And so getting a little bit more personality with this group, I'm I'm glad to see it. Last few years, they weren't really allowed to have a whole lot of personality under Fangio. So I'm kind of glad they're having a little bit more fun out there.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. And I'll tell you what, Carl, I had a lot of fun tonight. I think that's probably just about got to do it for us. Um, do you do predictions at all on, uh, on, I don't remember on, on, on this day, but since we're what two days, a couple days away, I think it's probably apropos that you, uh, you give us a prediction going in for Denver and, and Colts.
0: Well, I'm really torn because both teams just up and down killing themselves on a lot of things that just, they've cost themselves more than they've lost games kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've lost it themselves on some, some areas, but uh home game for the Broncos, Jonathan Taylor banged up Darius Leonard, probably not going to be playing in this one with a broken nose and concussion. He's you know, out. That,
1: He's already been ruled out. Oh, has he? Okay. For sure. Yeah, okay. They, that, they, that's huge. They didn't even defense. finish concussion protocol with, uh, with him. And there was another player. They just said, uh, uh-uh, uh we're, we're, okay. we're done. He's done.
0: So yeah, that one's a huge loss for them. Uh, I, there's very few middle linebackers that scare me in the NFL. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, prediction: Carl likes coffee. Yes, I do. Thank you, Patrick. I've been drinking your coffee like crazy. I think I even had some friends drink the coffee and then go. We got to order some. So I think you might have been sending a lot more coffee to Kansas here recently. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Broncos twenty-four, Colts twenty.
1: Okay. I was, I was in that neighborhood. I had 20 to 17. I have a little bit more. I don't trust either team's red zone capabilities that I think we're, we're kicking a a few extra field goals, uh, a few few extra field goals in that one. So I like 20 to 17. Again, the, the sharks are, they're circled. They're, they're ready to, they're ready to run Frank Reich and Chris Ballard out of town. You just got to give them the push. Just, Just, just give them the push. They're ready. This isn't a team on, you know, that's new and the ascendancy and the hope is still there. This is a, we've had four years of this guy and we ain't won anything. (laughs) And we got sold all this stuff and it's getting worse, not better. Uh, And their owners, you know, kind of a wild card too. So uh, that's part (laughs) of it. That's
0: understanding. That's an understatement right there. But, but this
1: uh, was the building the Broncos podcast. And again, thank you very much for letting me sit in for Nick. Nick will be back on Thursday with uh, Broncos for breakfast as we preview. Uh, dive in a little bit deeper on some of the matchups and some of the game now that I've already given a preview. I could change my mind. We'll see as more information comes in. Um Carl, thanks for having me. Any last words before we get out of here? No, I just appreciate you standing in last second. I
0: know we kind of, I, I should have communicated a little bit quicker on some things, but I uh, appreciate you being willing to jump right in and get to talk some Broncos with you. And it's great just to do a show with you. You know, I get to see like I said, all the time in the background. And I think we've done some big shows, like a lot of people.
1: But I don't uh, do those. I don't like them. Yeah, no. yeah it, I know. Like yeah, It's a chaos. More, a little more, more
0: in intimate type of setting. So yeah, I'm with you. So, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. You know, everybody, I know, bad losses last week. Broncos still right there in it. You win this week, you get yourself a nice little break, get some guys healthy, go on a nice run.
1: It, Like I said, season's not over. Still a lot of hope out there. Uh, I agree. And because I've, um, again, what's nice is winning a Thursday night and then having a few days off and watching everybody beat the hell out of each other on yep. the weekend. That's a, that's a good feeling. On that note, I have kind of forgotten to say this, just kind of my shout out to Nick, who always reminds us to choose compassion and choose kindness. And for y'all, go Broncos.
3: You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
4: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration's pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies.